This is episode 3 of the podcast Join the Madness. This is brought to you by the IA. If I were to ask you to give me an estimate on the number of women abuse cases every day in Peru, what would you say? Uh, I don't know, probably around 30 to 35. 60 cases per day. Around 40 to 50 cases per day. Well, actually, it's much more. About 188 women are sexually assaulted every day in Peru. That is nearly 70,000 cases every year. And even more astonishing, it's the fact that only one out of four victims report their cases. So that's almost 300,000 cases per year. De 40 cortes en el cuerpo sufrió esta mujer. Acuchillada, torturada, quemada en su rostro y violada. El trabajo que valiéndose de las redes sociales atraía adolescentes para ultrajarlo sexualmente. Every day when we turn on the TV we hear these sorts of disgracing headlines. We hear the stories of all of those women and girls who suffer from a sexual assault. Our names are Valeria, Sofia, and Maya. We are three teenagers that are outraged by this issue, and we want to make a change. Let's start by going back to 2017, the year Jennifer Vienna was sexually assaulted. Jennifer Vienna was volunteering for a civic duty as a census worker in Lima when she entered Marco Luza's house and he raped her. She begged him not to harm her, but he took her very tightly by the arms and threw her onto the bed. Marco Luza was then sentenced to six years in prison. Even though Ms. Vienna found a measure of justice, the damage was still done and her life took a turn for the worse. Her current boyfriend at the time dumped her, accusing her of cheating and embarrassing him Customers at a retail job avoided her. She was forced to quit that job, got evicted, and now lives in a one-room apartment with her four children. People would tell her she asked for it. That wouldn't have happened if she had never gone into the house. The worst part is that in times when emotional support was needed, everyone turned their backs on her and acted as if the traumatic thing she had experienced had been her fault. What did she do to deserve this? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. At an interview, she stated, How are women supposed to feel empowered when we are treated like this after going public? I still feel ashamed when I go on the streets. And just like the people around Miss Vienna, there are several others in our community that have internalized sexism, which leads to this problem getting worse and worse. We unconsciously see this in our day-to-day -day lives, and sometimes we might even do it ourselves. We asked a few of our peers this question. Why do you think people blame the victim when women are sexually assaulted? Because we live in a society that teaches women to cover up and teaches women, no, that you provoked it and not teaching men to control themselves or to not do these things. Women are always the blame because we've taught them that it's their fault. People prefer to ignore the accursed nature of this world than to truly accept the horrors humans are capable of. I don't really know what's going on and they haven't really experienced the problem and they're just trying to find a simple solution or an explanation for everything that's going on. 
Our sexist society is the main cause and major contributor to sexual assault. This is because it promotes behaviors that lead to blaming the victim and therefore decreases the chances of women reporting their cases. It leaves perpetrators free and women without justice. Take for example a case that happened a few weeks ago. On October 8th, a 20-year-old woman in Ica was out on a date with a 22-year-old man where she was raped. She later reported this man and took him to court. After a long trial, the magistrates eventually absolved the case and let the man free. The main argument that was used against the woman was that she was wearing red underwear, which supposedly indicated that she was willing or had been planning to have sex with him. How is it possible that a woman is blamed for her own rape because of the color of her underwear? Tell us about a time when you have felt uncomfortable by a man's behavior. It was when I used to surf. One day I was just walking around with my wetsuit halfway on and I think I was running or warming up and a truck passed by because I was on the street. A truck passed by and the truck driver who was a full grown man whistled at me. He catcalled me and it was really uncomfortable. I was 12 years old. I remember last year when I was at a party with my friends and there was this guy who was a little bit drunk and he could not stop touching me. And he always went behind me and he started touching my, my butt and I did not consent it. It made me feel so uncomfortable. And and I could and I didn't know what to do and it made me feel so uncomfortable that that it made me want to leave. What happened was that we were eating and it was an older man. He was looking directly at us. And at first we thought nothing of it, of course, but two minutes passed and he like was staring at us completely. And well, of course we didn't think much of it. We thought it was weird, but right when we thought that he was gone, his car pulled up again on the same spot. He parked there and was looking at us and um, he was on his phone and we thought he was taking pictures. Women are sexualized every single day. We go out for a walk and we're sexualized. We go to a party and we're sexualized. We go out with our family and we're sexualized. Seriously, what is wrong with our society? What is even worse is that this has become even more prevalent now during the pandemic. During the first six days of quarantine, there were 2,463 complaints of aggression and sexual and domestic violence. In only the first six days. That's crazy. Línea Cien, the telephone line to report gender violence in Peru, has received around 12,000 calls a month, an increase of 42% under quarantine. Many victims are abused by sexual partners and family members that live with them with people they trust and never thought would hurt them. In quarantine, we're all trapped within four walls with no escape. You might be thinking how hard is it for you, but put yourself in their position. They're living under the same roof as their abuser, living in fear, crying every night to sleep, having bruises all around their body, remaining silent without being able to do anything about it. During COVID-19, thousands of people have become unemployed. In March, about 700,000 jobs were lost and almost 60% of them belong to women. 
In fact, unemployment goes hand in hand with sexual assault, because as fewer women are employed, more of them are forced to rely economically on men. Women start living with them since they provide all of the resources they aren't able to access, and it increases the probability of them getting abused. If people, especially those in the government, know about this issue, why has nothing changed? Some laws have been implemented with the aim of minimizing the number of cases, such as increasing the jail penalty for sexual violence. But unfortunately, since these changes have been made, the cases have increased. A huge number of government officials aren't even aware these laws exist, making them useless in terms of protecting victims and preventing this issue. These facts are showing how laws and jail penalties are not the solutions to this problem. It's our behavior and, as we said before, our mindset. We need to stop having this sexist mindset. If we do, none of this would happen. How many times have you heard these questions? What was she wearing? How much did she drink? Does she tend to kiss a lot of people? Why do people go straight to defending men instead of protecting women? Our society is so sexist that not only are women sexualized and abused, but they are also blamed for it. It's easy to sit back and do nothing. But yesterday, it was her. And tomorrow, it could be you. Your sister. Your mother. Your daughter. This is a societal issue, and whether we want to recognize it or not, we all play a part in it. We, as human beings, are influenced by the people around us. Living in a place as misogynistic as Peru, we are surrounded every day by people that think like this. We are blinded to the fact that we may be adopting this mindset. It's a matter of being self-aware and recognizing our mistakes, so we can improve ourselves and influence others to do the same. Conversations about this topic are uncomfortable. Sometimes we fear saying the wrong thing and coming across as ignorant. But if we want to make a change, we have to stop avoiding them. Speak up! You can change people's perspectives and contribute to this issue in a much greater way than you can imagine. And remember, if you or someone you know ever are in this type of situation, you can call Line 100 if you live in Peru. You are not alone. Thank <laughs> you.